You're listening to the Abiding Word Podcast, and I'm Pastor Sam Johnson from Abiding Word Lutheran Church in Bowling Green, Ohio. We're a confessional Lutheran church, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Join us every week and learn about the mysteries of God as revealed to us in His Holy Word, the Bible. Our sermon text is written in Matthew chapter 14, beginning with the 13th verse. When Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place to be alone. When the crowds heard this, they followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus got out of the boat, he saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening came, His disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away, so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They told him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. Bring them here to me, he replied. Then he instructed the people to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish. After looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave the food to the people. They all ate and were filled. They picked up twelve basketfuls of what was left over from the broken pieces. Those who ate were about five thousand men, not even counting women and children. And we pray. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. God is omnipotent. He has unlimited power. And so, God can and does provide food for the whole world without expending even a single bit of energy. However, there is something much deeper in our sermon text than Jesus providing food for a crowd of people. He came into the world to not only provide physically, but also spiritually. And he did so at a great price. Today, we will look at the fact that Jesus provided for the great crowd and that he provides for you. Jesus had just learned about the murder of John the Baptist. When he heard this, he decided to seek a place of solitude. The disciples had also just returned from an evangelism trip. They too were tired out. Jesus withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place to be alone. This was a chance for both Jesus and the disciples to rest from all their experiences. But when the crowds heard about this, they traveled on foot. Therefore, when Jesus got to his destination, there were already many people waiting for him. This struck Jesus to the heart. He saw people who were hurting and in need of help. Overflowing with compassion, he proceeded in healing their sick. Jesus was so caught up in serving this great multitude that the time appears to have passed rather quickly. The disciples waited and waited, 
They were concerned about how everyone would get food. The time continued to pass. It got to the point that the disciples approached Jesus and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. The disciples were thinking practically. From an earthly standpoint, there was no way to feed over 5,000 people with the resources that they had. And so the best solution they could think up was to send the people away. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He was testing their faith. The disciples had seen Jesus perform miracles all day, and yet they didn't catch on. They didn't realize that Jesus had a plan. He was the one who was more than capable of providing for these people. He would have the disciples give food for the crowds to eat. It would be more than enough, even though they only had five loaves of bread and two fish. Matthew writes, He took the five loaves and the two fish. After looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave the food to the people. They all ate and were filled. They picked up twelve basketfuls of what was left over from the broken pieces. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, not even counting women and children. Jesus provided food for the people. In doing so, he reveals the deep concern he has for our bodies. God alone is the preserver of our lives. He is the giver of all good things. The situation looks inconceivable. But nothing is impossible for God. He is all-powerful. He cares. And he fed more than 5,000 people. This teaches us that there is no reason to worry. God is the provider of life. He takes care of us even when things feel desperate. Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? We understand this, but in times of need, when things look as if there's no hope, then we tend to rely upon what we think is possible, instead of what God knows is possible. This is because our sinful nature turns to other things for help. We may turn to the internet to provide an answer, or look to our wealth to help us out, or our own understanding of the situation. We have to face it. In times of need, we have a lack of trust. We have a hard time believing that God will really provide when we need him most. And for this sin, repent. Repent of your sinful worry. Repent of not turning to God for help as often as you should. The disciples' needless worry, as well as our own, is proof that we need God to provide more than just physical food. 
We need him to provide our spiritual food. We need him to provide for our forgiveness. As we see with the feeding of more than 5,000, God provides abundantly, and he does so even more with our spiritual salvation. The great miracle Jesus performed reminds us that he is also the true bread of life. He tells you, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry, and the one who believes in me will never be thirsty. As the Son of God, Jesus trusted God the Father perfectly. He never once worried. He always believed that his Father would provide for him. And then he offered up his body for the sins of the whole world. He died for your sins upon the cross and mine. That's why Jesus fed the great crowd of people. It's because God provides, not only for our physical food, but also for our spiritual food. And all of this is because of his grace, of his love for us in Christ. God the Father provides at the expense of his only and dear Son. God nourishes us by creating faith in our hearts that trust in Jesus, the bread of life. Jesus is the one who nourishes our souls, and he is wherever the word is. Every Sunday, Jesus is present. He comes today and says to your hungry, worry-filled hearts, your sins are forgiven. He strengthens you with the comforting news of the gospel. He assures you that he paid the price. That's how much he loves you. He died for you. He has also filled you up with his grace and forgiveness in the blessed waters of baptism. He feeds you in the Lord's Supper with his own body and blood. You receive the true bread of life every time you receive communion and every time you come to church. It is here that he strengthens your life of faith and enables you to resist sin. It is through these things, through the word and sacraments, that Jesus strengthens your faith and your trust in him. This is the comforting thing about being a Lutheran. We are focused upon Jesus, the bread of life. We understand that church is about the word and sacraments. That's where Jesus comes to us. That's where we, we receive the nourishment we need. Therefore, we are focused upon the word of God. Church isn't about how many events, projects, committees, or groups are offered. Church is about Jesus. It's about being centered upon God's word and sacraments, which are the marks of the church. That's what pastors are called to do. It's only when we focus upon these things that we truly receive the spiritual bread that we desperately need. In response to God's abundant provision, we can't help but be thankful. Faith recognizes that God provides for everything we need in this life, both physically and spiritually. This is what we acknowledge in the first article. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still preserves them that he richly and daily provides me with food and clothing, home and family, property and goods, and all that I need to support this body and life, that he protects me from all danger, 
guards and keeps me from all evil, and all this purely out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all which I am in duty bound to thank and praise, to serve and obey him, this is most certainly true. And so we ask a blessing before our meals, just like Jesus. We thank God for all that he gives us. We give back some of what God gives us in our offerings. We recognize all that God has done for us. We acknowledge that he provides, even when it doesn't seem possible. During times of need, God tests our faith. Today, he wants you to realize that worrying doesn't help. Relying on our own reason or strength isn't enough either. Instead, find strength in Jesus, the bread of life. Come to church and hear his word. Only he alone can get you through life's storms and bring you to the other side of heaven. It is there where everything is perfect. In Jesus, your body will be completely healed. In Jesus, you are strengthened to fight against sin. And it is in him that you are provided everything you need in this life and the next. Today, we are reminded that there is a price for God's abundant provision, and that is the death of his son. Jesus doesn't only provide physically, as we see with the feeding of more than 5,000. He also, and most importantly, gives spiritually. Jesus is the bread of life, and he has supplied for you by his life, death, and resurrection. Today, he comes to you in word and sacrament. Trust him. Do not let your heart be troubled. If he was willing to die for you, then surely he is with you in whatever else you face. In his abundant provision, you are forgiven. Because of his generosity, you will have a holy and perfect body in heaven. Thanks be to God that we have a Savior who truly and abundantly provides for his people. Amen.